Welcome to the Porn Free Shame Free Podcast, produced by Caleb Micah Ministries. We hope God uses this resource to help you pursue freedom found only in Jesus. Well, hey, welcome back to the Porn Free Shame Free Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Proctor. If you've been with us uh, the last different episodes, we've been kind of discussing this idea that pornography and sexual morality are all things that we call sin. And, and sin is something that causes us to fall short of the glory, the majesty, the holiness of God. And see, God is a majestic God. And, and when we participate in sin, like pornography, that causes us to fall short of Him and ultimately to be separated from Him for all of eternity in a place called hell. But God does not desire that for us. And God wants to rescue us, redeem us, restore us. And so not only is He this majestic, holy, um, incredibly awesome God, but He's also Messiah, which means that He wants to rescue us from our sin. And what aspect of sin we've been talking about is this idea of freedom from pornography, freedom from sexual sin, freedom from sexual immorality. And some of you may be watching this and you're like, Josh, I don't get the whole faith thing. And, and I, I just want to stop watching porn or... I am saying to you that the porn-free, shame-free podcast is faith-based, and we believe ultimately the only way to walk in freedom from things like pornography and other aspects of sin only comes through the person of Jesus. And it comes through us recognizing that we fall short of His majesty, His holiness, His glory. And it comes from recognizing that we need to be rescued, that we need a Savior, that we need Messiah. But when we recognize this God who is majestic, this God who is holy, that He not only is this creator God, but He actually came from the heavens to walk on earth, to to put on human skin. And so the God-man, 100% God, 100% man, Jesus Christ, came to rescue us from our sin. And so He wants to be our Messiah. And when we recognize that Jesus is not only majestic, but Messiah, can it help us to place our faith in Him, our trust in Him, to give Him control of our lives, and ultimately declare Jesus your Master? And we've been looking at this passage in Isaiah 6 where Isaiah saw God as majestic. He saw God as Messiah, and he declared Him to be Master. And then ultimately he said, I will live on mission for you. I will live on mission for you amazing, you know, that Isaiah didn't even know what he was going to be asked to do. Yet, he chose to say yes to the mission. And if you look um, at the mission that he was given, it's hard. It was really hard. And here's what I want to say today about what it means to follow Jesus. Following Jesus is hard. Receiving Jesus is a free gift. Receiving eternal life, you know, not being separated from God in a place called hell. But when you die, being able to go to heaven and experience life with Him forever. It's a free gift. The free gift that we get to have on this earth of having joy that is not dependent upon our circumstance. It's a free gift that comes from the grace of God through Jesus Christ. But make no mistake about it. Those who follow Jesus will suffer. And how this ties into pornography and shame is most folks that give in to sexual sin, that give in to sexual immorality, struggle with um, some aspect of shame 
And Jesus wants to know that we're not our shame. That we don't have to um, live with this guilt mindset, this shame mindset that he set us free from that. But the other aspect of it is, is a lot of times pornography becomes a way of escape. And so whether you follow Jesus or don't follow Jesus, you know, watching porn, participating and looking at porn, masturbating, other aspects of sexual immorality, it's a way of escape. And what God's saying, in the midst of all the hard things you're walking through, you don't have to escape. You can come to me. I can meet you in the midst of that. And so today's topic, which I know it took a few minutes to introduce, is really what does it mean to follow Jesus to suffer for him while on mission for him. In Isaiah chapter 6, I promise you, the mission that Isaiah was given, it came with some suffering. If you studied the life of Jesus, the life of Jesus came with suffering on this earth. So why, if God is having a prophet in the Old Testament go through suffering, why if his own son who walks on this earth is going to go through suffering why would we not as followers of his son? In fact, 1 Peter 2 encourages us to follow the same example of Jesus and to bear up under the suffering. Romans chapter 8 basically says, if you follow Jesus, you're going to suffer. And you're like, Josh, this really isn't a great um, like, desire now for me to want to follow Christ if suffering goes with it. But here's what I want to tell you. Because of sin, because of the wrong things we do, because sin exists in humanity, guys, suffering exists as a result. And there is a different suffering exists for the follower of Jesus, for sure. But what I'm saying, in life, suffering is just part of the deal. And as, a, and as an American, we're just not very good at that. We want to be entertained. We want to escape from it. We don't want to feel the pain of that. Now, that's not always been true of our American culture, but it has been true um, in most recent years. When hardship comes, you know, we want to not feel it. We want to not have to experience it. You know, bail me out. Where's my entertainment to escape to? And that's not what it means to follow Jesus. And a lot of the guys that I help that are followers of Jesus that do struggle with pornography or struggle so much that it's pornography addiction, they're trying to escape some of that pain they're walking through. What I want to walk us through today is how when we're living for Jesus, loving, experiencing His love, and then loving Him back with heart, soul, mind, strength, living on mission for Him to make disciples, make learners of Him, so that we can take other people to heaven with us when we go. What does God provide for us in the midst of that suffering? Well, Romans chapter 8. Um, Romans is a book in the New Testament written by the Apostle Paul who, who started a lot of churches in the first century. And, and in Romans chapter 8, verses 26 and 27, what it basically says is that when we don't know what to pray, in the midst of our weakness, too weak to pray almost, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, of the Godhead, intercedes on our behalf. And that groaning is too deep for words. So in the midst of my pain, God is praying for me so I don't have to be alone in it. You say, Josh, what's the purpose of the pain? 
The purpose of the pain is to help me grow. Romans 8 is also very clear in 28, 29, and 30 that he wants to use the hard for the good. But the good is, I look more like Jesus. I look more like this one who is the majestic Messiah. I conform into the image of who Jesus is. I am more kind to others. I'm filled with more integrity. I'm filled with more purity. Why? Because Jesus is forming me into him. And what's one of the things that I think is necessary in the Christian life to make that happen? It's suffering. And guys, it's hard. It's brutally hard. Depending upon where you are in the world as a follower of Jesus, the suffering takes on different forms. But regardless, whether it's physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, any form of suffering is extremely challenging. But what God's saying in the midst of that pain that I've allowed and that I'm trying to use to conform you into me I don't want you to be alone in it. I want you to know when you don't even know what to pray, my Holy Spirit will pray on your behalf. You say, how do I experience that? Here's a great story that was left for us by Jesus in the Gospels. Um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, first four books of the New Testament, give an account of the life of Jesus when he walked here on earth. And now we know that Jesus is in heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father. But in Matthew 26, what's happening is Jesus is about to go to the cross. He's about to die. And the interesting thing about all this is um, he doesn't want to. And I don't think it's because Jesus was afraid of death. I think Jesus did not want to face the wrath of God when he bore all the sin of humanity on his shoulders when he hung on that cross and experienced that separation from the Father. And so he's now going to the garden to pray to God the Father, in essence, to take this away from him. But on his way, he asks his three closest friends, Peter, James, and John, will you pray for me? So in the midst of his deep, 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 deep pain, he's begging, he's pleading, he's praying. But not just praying to the Father, he's asking his closest friends to pray with him. Guys, here's what I know about suffering. Suffering is really hard doing it alone. Even if it's one other person that you're asking to be with you on that journey. Even if it's, you know, maybe a little more than one, maybe two or three people to be with you on the journey. Guys, can I tell you something? Do not do the suffering alone. Peter, James, and John did not even follow through well for Jesus, if you read Matthew 26. In fact, what you'll see is that they fell asleep on him multiple times when he's asking them to pray and they're sleeping. Because relationships are going to let us down, but hear me when I say this. I beg you, I plead with you to try. Who's that one person? Who's that two or three people that you can say, What I'm going through is intensely hard. Don't try to counsel me. Don't try to fix me. Can you just be with me? Can you pray for me? Can you check on me? I think that's what Jesus is asking Peter, James, and John. But then ultimately, could we learn how to just bear our soul to the Father? That's what Jesus is doing. He's saying, I don't want this. I don't want to do this. Is there another way 
besides going to the cross and bearing all the sin on my shoulders and your wrath being poured out on me, is there another way? And he's begging that of God to, to, to fix his suffering. So much so that another count in the Gospels, not in Matthew, but in another count, it says that he is sweating drops of blood. In the Matthew 26 account, it says that he says to Peter and James and John, I am sorrowful to the point of death. He is not doing well. And he's saying, God, take this from me. And God doesn't. But can I tell you something? God was with him in the garden. Even if he didn't answer the prayer the way Jesus wanted. Because the the closest thing I have to this in my own life, uh, I've, I've mentioned this on the podcast before, is when we lost our son Caleb. Some of you know that, that Porn Free, Shame Free is under the umbrella of Caleb Micah Ministries. And Caleb Micah was the name of our fifth child that we lost. And, and we named our ministry um, in honor of our son. And when we lost Caleb, um, Caleb was a stillbirth. Um, no known medical issues. Um, all tests came back negative. Um, in essence, that we don't know why he was gone. And the doctors don't know why, in essence, um, my, my wife lost him in her womb. But I will tell you that I begged God, I pleaded with God when we heard the news and, and Kelly had to induce labor to deliver a lifeless infant when she was full-term pregnant. I begged God to resurrect him inside of my wife. After he was born and there was no life in him, I begged God to take the pain away. I had a couple close friends that I would lean on, my wife included, and share all the deep pain. Can I tell you something? Caleb still died. And it hurts still today. He'd be 12 years old this year. And my wife and I often wonder what um, what life would look like with him. But we also know that God is sovereign and we try to trust him in the midst of that. But we don't just say, oh well, God's sovereign, I'm going to trust him. No, we wrestle with God about it. And that first year after he died, I feel like I wrestled with God the same way Jesus did in the garden. Guys, can I tell you something? There's no amount of pornography, sexual immorality, or for that matter, you know, marijuana or other drugs or alcohol or amount to work or entertainment to consume. There is nothing that can fill the void of some of the pain and suffering that we walk through. But what I can tell you is the way Jesus meets that void is he doesn't leave us alone in it. What I'm asking you today is would you have the courage to not run to things like pornography, to not stay in the midst of that shame, to not run to anything else? But could we together take our weary burdened self to Jesus and just cry out to him from the deepest, deepest, deepest parts in our heart? Could we involve one or two people in that pain and say, would you be with me in it? so we wouldn't be alone. As a follower of Jesus, as one who lives on mission for him, we are going to suffer. 
but God wants to intercede on our behalf in the midst of that suffering. God wants to comfort us in the midst of that pain. God wants to provide, even if it's one other person, to be with us so we're not alone on that journey as we suffer. Would you have the courage to face the suffering and cry out to God from deep places and wait on Him until He shows up? Because I promise you He's there. Would you have the courage to do that instead of escaping the things like pornography, other aspects of sexual morality that I promise you are only going to leave you filled with guilt and shame? The suffering may not go away. The prayer may not get answered the way we want, but I promise you this. Jesus won't leave us alone. Father God, I pray in Jesus' name for the one who's hurting today as they're watching this, for the one who is on mission for you right now and they're suffering. In the name of Jesus, by the power of your blood, would you speak to them? God, would you comfort their heart? Would you give them courage to cry out to you? For the one who's watching this who doesn't know you and it kind of freaks them out to think, wait, a life with Jesus is a life with suffering? Yes, it is. But God, would you show them it's a life with joy and it's a life where they're not alone because they have you. And they have you and the freedom to cry out to you from real and raw places. God, would we see you as majestic Messiah? Would we declare you to be master? Would we live on mission for you? And would we lean on you and your spirit even as we suffer while on that mission? God, we say all this in your name. Amen. Guys, what I say today is God's blessings on your journey to freedom as you pursue Jesus.